Flight Control, countdown confirmed. Auto sequence start in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome everybody to the Everyday Manager podcast series. I'm your host, Steve Steele. It's great to be with you and have you all join me for another episode. Uh, Really looking forward to today's uh, interview uh, with uh, Deacon Johnson. Um, And Deacon's going to go into a bit more depth shortly just about himself. But uh, the topic for today that we're covering off is career transition. Deacon has had uh, one of the most remarkable and interesting uh, recent journeys of career transition that I'm really looking forward to to hearing today. Um, So I hope you all enjoy what's in store for us ahead. Uh, Deacon, welcome. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. Uh, Look, let's start off by having you tell us a bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. Yeah, mate, I'm uh, 34 years old, married, father of three girls, the oldest 10, the youngest just a couple of months old. Um, I've been a Garbo for a bit over 10 years now. Um, before that had a variety of sort of menial sort of labouring jobs and and bar work type stuff. Uh, About six years ago, I decided to take the leap and and start a law degree. Uh, I'm now in my final semester uh, and I have a role starting in January that's a pretty good opportunity for someone in my position. So probably get to that a bit later. Uh, Brilliant. Yes, uh, and I'll just clarify there for anyone listening that's not familiar with the Australian lingo and slang. Can you define for us what you mean by garbo, Deacon? Uh, uh, rubbish collector, drive a garbage truck. Brilliant, brilliant. So, um, look, what sort of stands out to me for anybody that's going through a career transition process is what triggers the motivation to go, you know what, I want to do this. And the thing that I really admire the most about what you're doing at the moment, Deacon, is I think if you had a scale, being a, going from doing what you're doing currently uh, in garbage collection to being a lawyer is at both opposite ends of that scale. So that's what I admire the most of your journey so far. But tell us, what is it that triggered your motivation to go, I want to do this and I'm going to do it? Yeah, well, to speak a little bit to you, what you say about that spectrum, uh, my mum used to tell me that she didn't. She'd be proud of me if I became a garbo, garbo or became a lawyer. So, I suppose I thought I'd try both ends of that spectrum. Um, mate, realistically, it's a range of things, ranging from sort of noble to pretty narcissistic, if I'm honest. Um, the, the more noble is, you know, I wanted to be a role model for my kids. I wanted to show them that you can still follow your passions or follow your dreams later in life. You don't have to do everything immediately out of high school. Um, you know, as I move through, there's some more selfish aspects. You know, I capped out my earning capacity other than just, you know, throwing my body at a wall for more hours or incremental pay rises over time. Uh, but then sort of some of the other stuff, mate, I, I really wanted the challenge. I was a little bit bored in sort of where I was. Um, and, I, you know, there's a lot more to speak again to that that first notion, ego and status that comes with being a lawyer rather than driving a garbage truck. As, as important as the job is, you know, I can leave that to someone else. <laughs> hey, 
one thing that uh, stands out for me there in your response, uh, and it's a wonderful teaching uh, for your kids and anyone uh, who's got kids or anyone that doesn't have kids but um, can can be a mentor to to youth. It's never too late to achieve your goals and dreams, and I think that's fantastic because uh, too often these days, you know, I remember even myself growing up. Um, in your last year of high school, or you better get good grades so you can get into uni or TAFE or whatever it might be, because that's the only pathway. Or, um, or it's you know you better sort out what you're going to do next if you're going to be a tradesperson and start getting your apprenticeship going and and all those sorts of things. But uh, I think you are proof uh, in the making that um, with your career transition, you mentioned you're 34 years old. Yeah, it's never too late to achieve your goals and dreams. So that's that's awesome. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. What sort of law are you looking to practice short and long term? I'm, I'm really quite interested to hear that, that this is your, your chosen profession for the future. Yeah. Mate, I mentioned earlier that I've got a role for next year lined up. That's um, what's called a, a judge's associate. So I get to work pretty closely with a with a person who's been in the in the industry for 40-odd years, my, my judge. So I get to be a confident. I get to learn from him pretty closely. And so that sort of puts my practice back a year to sort of 2024. Uh, I'd like to get into one of the top-tier firms and, and, you know, work in what's broadly called commercial law. Um, I have a big interest in tax, employment, um, corporate governance, mergers and acquisitions, those kinds of things. Um, beyond that, People might be familiar with the the way the legal system set up in Australia, particularly Queensland. There's the barrister solicitor divide. Um, I tend to I, I aim to start out as a as a solicitor, obviously, like most people. But beyond that, I'm not 100 certain. Um, I might go to the bar one day. I might not. Um, but yeah, in terms of practice areas, what I can say for certain is I don't want to work in family law, and I. That's yeah. I'm just not interested in that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, uh, commercial law. Who knows? One day I might need your services. So uh, that's good to know. <laughs> um, look, mate. I, I, in my opinion, think that it takes great courage to do what you're doing. Um, you're obviously quite goal oriented. How do you go about setting and achieving your goals and career aspirations? I know you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, your, your mother made the comment to you, she'd be proud of you no matter what it is that you did in your life, being a garbage collector or a lawyer, um, and, and you joked about that. But, um, you know, obviously at some point uh, along your life, you've obviously had an interest in law. Um, it's ignited some sort of fire with you at this point in time. So, yeah, well, what, what process have you gone in, in your mind to setting your goals? Did you map this out 25 years ago or was it more recently? It's Because I'm always interested. Look, it's certainly more, more recent than that. Um, I suppose when I started the degree, I had sort of an overarching goal uh, I had to go back and actually do a bridging course because like many young boys, I sort of thought I was going to be the next professional football star and sort of faffed about in high school a little bit. Um, so I, I didn't have the entry scores that I needed. I had to spend a year researching basically and, and getting myself into a position to get into the degree. Um, I actually scored pretty well in that course. So I sort of set myself a, a, a task of finishing with a certain GPA um, 
and I know that sounds a little bit iffy, but that was something that for me made me strive a little harder. And I suppose um, when I've been setting goals, it's been I've had to adapt them as as I've sort of either achieved them too easily or not or fallen short for certain reasons. And and not not being super rigid is perhaps um, the best way I've I've found to to set my goals. Mm. Uh, thank you, thank you. It would take a significant amount of support to transition careers. Um, I think it, it's underestimated the importance of uh, support networks in, in the process, in life in general, but certainly going through a significant career change like you're doing. Tell me about who has been influential in supporting you along your journey so far. Yeah, look... My, my wife has sort of been the rock. You know, she's she's definitely been the one that sacrificed the most for me to be able to to, to follow this. You know, she does the majority of the parenting. You know, I've, I've still maintained a pretty hectic work schedule throughout this period. So, you know, she's had to sort of pick up my slack in some sense. Um, you know, my kids, obviously, they'll, they'll never really understand the, the depth of their sacrifice, particularly, you know, the, early, the younger ones. Um, they don't sort of understand it. Uh, my extended family, including, you know, my mother and, and uh, my father-in-law and, and mother-in-law have been quite helpful. Um, student colleagues and lecturers have also been been helpful. Uh, and, and then even my workplace, they've been really supportive and allowed me to take time off for different things when I've needed to. Um, I've been pretty upfront with them and, and they've sort of given me some respect back. So it's been quite helpful. Mm, well, obviously, with your, it's great to hear. You know, you've got a supported current employer. You must be mm. utilising those negotiation skills that you're <laughs> finding in the in the last semester of your your current law degree. But look, yeah. I think that's it's the importance of family, friends, and and supporting network. I think it's it's paramount. Um, certainly, in my personal opinion, just in general, because. Um, I think uh, just from a psychological health perspective, you know, uh, if you've got a lot of things weighing on your mind through these stages in your life, it can certainly help to have those people there helping you and guiding you and supporting you along the journey. Mm. So wonderful to hear. Mate, what advice do you have for anyone looking to transition out of their current career into a new one? Yeah, I mean... I mean, obviously, transitions take different forms. Not every transition requires a specific qualification. Um, so, you know, to to sort of go beyond that, I, I suppose it's really important to understand exactly why you're transitioning, and that might help you sort of really focus on on how you intend to approach it. Um, not everything is is you know. For example, I, I use the TV show Suits. The practice of law is nothing like that. So it's, you know, I, I, I sort of understood that going in and if I were to go into it with this notion that that's what my life is going to be like as soon as I finish or whatever, then I'd be bitterly disappointed. Um, so, you know, another aspect of that is, is being realistic, um, being pragmatic, managing your expectations, both in terms of yourself and of other people around you. Um, if, if you, you know, you and I both know a bloke who, who sort of had a pretty similar sort of transition to mine and, and he was able to, to go through his degree in sort of three years and, and is now in practice, whereas I've had to do this sort of a long way. I've been studying for six years now. And, um, you know, it's just a, so I'm cognizant that my capacity is not the same. 
So yeah, I, I think that it's important to do that. Yeah, no, I, look, I, I think from um, your personal perspective, uh, what really stands out to me and is impressive is the juggling act, the juggling act of six years' worth of study um, for, just alone. Um, I've done a fair bit of study myself um, and, uh, yeah, I, I feel your pain on that front. But then switching to have to keep an income at the same time, having to keep working those long hours and shifts each week to, you know, to put the roof over the head and the food on the table and all those sorts of things. Um, but then to have to also pivot again to then do your best as a, as a parent and, and as, as a father. And then I'm sure there's other things that are highly important as well, um, which, which you happen to navigate through. So, look, I think it's really, really impressive. And uh, it sounds to me like you're doing a pretty cracker job at balancing all those. Um, and hats off to you. And to anybody listening out there, um, I think, you know, I would say to you is get your head around balancing your priorities uh, in, in life and particularly for going through a career transition um, because it's it's what you'll need in the long run um, is is what I think anyway. Um, Deacon, your current career transition, I've said I admire it as inspiring, but who out there has inspired you to kickstart you on this path? They could be famous, not famous, someone you know, someone you don't know, but um, has there been anybody out there that's stood out to you? Yeah, <laughs> look, obviously, you know, I could speak again about my family. I could, you know, go through the same sort of rhetoric. But um, a couple of couple of guys that I've known since they were in diapers about seven or eight years ago both graduated with law degrees. And I sort of, you know, I was in my mid-20s or thereabouts and, you know, sort of thought, look, that could have been me. I could have done something with my life. And I guess at that point I um, I sort of felt a little bit like, you know, if I didn't have a go at this, that was sort of where it first sort of kicked off in my mind. And then, you know, the, the oldest was going to prep and I thought, look, if she can do 12 years of school, I can do, you know, half a dozen. Um, those kind of things were, were, were pretty inspirational for me to sort of actually take the leap, something I've always wanted to do, but just never really had the drive and motivation until those sort of things gave me a little bit of a kick up the backside. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, look, one thing which is a, a core, um, could be a personality trait, could be a skill set that you have, which is very clear uh, from, from today's chat, Deacon, is determination. And I'd say to anybody, um, you know, if you're considering uh, you know, transitioning in your, your career, uh, you know, you have to go all in. You have to go all in it, it, and you can't be half-assed about it. You, you, that determination piece is critical. Would you agree there, Dickon? Yeah, one thing I probably forgot to mention before about, you know, the advice, mate, immersion. If you can immerse yourself in what you're doing um, and, and really, you know, that sort of speaks to the why you might do something. If, if you have a really pas passionate approach to something, you immerse yourself in it, you know, I, I can speak anecdotally about sort of the study of law but if you you know it could be true of anything you know there's so many different materials available these days if you if you don't gel with a particular lecturer i go online and i can get much of the same material from youtube in another format and it covers the same thing so you know if you can find a mentor that you know you can lean on their experience you don't have to learn from your own mistakes you can you can get theirs the benefit of theirs sorry you know all, all of these kinds of 
different ways. People want to help you. So, you know, finding good people that, that will support you. And, you know, there's just so many different ways to attack things these days. You just got to find what works for you and, you know, really be, as you say, all in. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you very much, Deacon. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it on that note. Um, yeah, uh, and I think the thing that I'll take away from today that has definitely resonated and I hope it resonates with anybody listening is it's never too late uh, to make that change uh, in your career. It's never too late to achieve your goals and your dreams. Thank you very much for joining us today, Deacon. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're, you're very inspiring and, and I admire the what you're doing and the pathway that you're on. And um, it's been a pleasure to speak with you today and to get your insights into this uh, the journey you're on and the story that you're creating. So thank you very much. Thanks very much, Steve. That's uh, another episode of the Everyday Manager podcast series. Uh, thank you to everybody for joining and listening in. And I look forward to speaking with you next time. Thank you.